chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome. It's a blessing to be with you for another edition of Faith Family Fantasy Football. I'm the Holy Handicapper, the host of this podcast. It is my favorite part of the fantasy football season, draft season. I hope that most of your drafts take place these next two weeks. The later, the better. The fantasy football, uh, Faith Family Fantasy Football podcast leagues drafted, our draft started on Monday this week. Uh, we should have scheduled it later, but we are doing a long draft, four hours of pick with uh, pauses every night between midnight and 8 o'clock a.m., and I am not sure how long it will take for only 15 rounds. Uh, I did a um, most long drafts for a dynasty league, 25 rounds or more, and at least 12 teams. Uh, the first and only one I ever did was this year, took about 10 days. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. Uh, I've never done a redraft, uh, long draft before. So far, it seems okay. We're about halfway through, three days, and we're through eight rounds. Uh, I kind of like the process. But however you choose to draft and wherever you choose to draft, make sure that you enjoy the process. I hope this information uh, that we give you today can be assistance to you in your drafts. Uh, just a reminder, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Holy Handicapper. That's H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. And on Facebook at Faith Family Fantasy Football. Subscribe and review our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Our podcast host site is anchor.fm. For those not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message or text me at 770-744-4075. My email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Well, our lineup for today will be our weekly lifeline with Pastor Jeremy shares a life lesson directly out of Scripture. Then we will talk about the Holy Handicapper Top 150, Inspection by Tears, Position Projection by Rounds, Personal Ranking Struggles, Parental Goggles, uh, stay tuned for that one, and Squad Makers or Breakers. Our lifeline for today is Influence is Driven by Prayer out of Colossians chapter 1, verse 3. Before we hear from Pastor Jeremy, I need to confess that this past couple of years has exposed things about me, and I think about all of us, if we are honest with ourselves, that we don't like or has surprised us. Everything in our country and world has gone crazy. I believe we thought our government, politicians, scientists, and doctors had all the answers. We were looking to the media, conservative and liberal, for what we, should be, what we should believe or think. All of these entities did was polarize our country to pre-Civil War climate. Now other countries are taking advantage of our division and causing havoc globally. Anger, hate, fighting, arguing, slander, malice, gossip, gossip has been the result of all the partial truths and trusting in the wrong things. Many of us have to rebuild our influence with people that are different than us. The best place to start rebuilding our influence is through prayer. We need to learn to pray before we speak and take action. The previous thoughts are mine. The following message is from Pastor Jeremy Morton, the lead pastor of First Baptist Church, Woodstock. Thanks for joining us for Reset a daily devotional podcast with Pastor Jeremy Morton. Hey to my friends on Reset. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You've heard me say this before, but the truth is I cannot say this enough because it's the deep and earnest desire of my heart that what I'm saying to you now, I will live with all of my heart for the rest of my life. And this is it that God will help me to be a man of faithful prayer. I desire to be a man of faithful prayer. I believe with all of my heart, whatever God wants to do in my life, 
whatever he wants to do in my marriage, whatever he wants to do in my children's future, whatever he wants to do in our church ministry. Indeed, whatever God wants to do as I am a man and a friend and a servant leader to others in my community or wherever God takes me, it will only happen after prayer. Or we might say it like this, it will never be its best until it's bathed in prayer. Whatever it is that you're going through, do you hear this? It will never be ideal. It will never be the best it can be until it's been bathed in prayer and until you've given it fully in surrender to the Holy Spirit. I have specific verses that I've been praying over my life and over my loved ones. Sometimes when you don't know what to pray, insert your name in a Bible verse and let that Bible verse guide your praying. For example, Paul said in Colossians 1.3 and in Colossians 1.9 that he desired to be a man of prayer. He said every time he thought of the Colossians, he thanked God for them. And he said every time God brought the Colossians to Paul's mind, he made it a matter of prayer. In my own life, I pray for my heart. I pray Mark 12.30. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Many times I insert my own name in this verse. Lord Jesus, help Jeremy, help me to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. I pray Proverbs 31.30 for my wife, Carrie. She's asked me to pray this verse and I prayed it for her for several years. I want Carrie to know I'm daily, faithfully covering her in prayer. This is what I pray among the many things I think about when I'm calling her name out in prayer. Proverbs 31, 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I want Carrie's inner beauty, her character to matter more than anything else. I pray Proverbs 20, 11 for my two sons, Zeke and Abe. Even a young man is known by his behavior, by whether his conduct is pure and upright. So I say, Lord, let my sons be known as boys with integrity. Help them to have character. Help their behavior to speak for itself, that their hearts belong to the Lord. I pray Matthew 5, 8 for my daughter, Mady. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Lord, would you give my daughter a pure heart? Would you help her to see your hand of faithfulness in her life all her days? I want to be a pastor who prays. Did you know that Jesus was a leader that prayed? The Bible tells us early in the mornings and late in the evenings, Jesus was a man of prayer. In Matthew 21 and in Mark 11, Jesus said that his father's house was to be called a house of prayer. Paul was praying and Jesus was praying, my, 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 how can we expect to get by without prayer? My, 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 how can we expect to get by without prayer? I remember God putting this on my heart over 20 years ago, and I often reflect upon the power of this statement. I really believe this is from the Holy Spirit. God led me to embrace this, and I want to be faithful to this all my life. I want to be even more faithful to it in the future than I am right now. Here it is. The length of our reach or the length of my influence will be tied to the depth of my prayer. How far I go, what I do, what I achieve will be tied to whether or not I'm faithful in prayer. I promise you, my friends, I'm not sharing this podcast because I think I'm spiritual. But the truth is, I'm saying it to you because I'm needy. Oh, God knows my heart. I'm needy. What would my life be without prayer? So as you hear this today, I ask you, what are you going through? How's your heart? How's your marriage? How are your kids or your grandkids? How's your school? How's your work? What's a verse that God might lay on your soul that for a season you can enter a time of real focused prayer and you can put your name or your situation on that verse and call it out in faith and in trust of the Lord? Today, may God make us people who pray. Lord, today, I pray that we will trust in you with all of our heart and we will not lean on our own understanding. 
in every way. We will trust in you and you will make our path straight. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Reset. To learn more or to join the conversation, visit us at fbcw.org. Another good word from Pastor Jeremy. I hope that you will join me in praying that uh, the Holy Spirit would be an influence uh, in my life uh, and lead me to pray about things I do and things I say. In raising five children and being married over 40 years, the piece, one of the tidbits of advice I give is I would have prayed more and preached less. And I think I could have been an even greater influence in my kids' lives. One of the most awesome things about God is it's never too late. We can pray for our family, our friends, our nation, our colleagues, uh, and be an influence like, like uh, we have never been before. Let's get started with the Holy Handicapper uh, Top 150 Inspection by Tears. I'm going to go over the position projections by round, personal ranking struggles, parental goggles. Uh, basically, that's like value up and down. Uh, if you think about um, mom goggles, well, moms, how do moms look at their, their kids? Like they can't do anything wrong. Uh, you know, you can't say anything about them because they're perfect. Uh, then you got dad goggles. How's a dad usually look at it? Well, Prove to me that that you didn't do something wrong, and uh, let's uh, let, let's you know show me something, and uh, then I'll believe you. I got the idea from an old TV series, The Goldbergs. The mom Beverly definitely had mom goggles, and the dad Murray definitely had dad goggles. And we'll also talk about squad uh, makers and breakers. So uh, let's get started. So what I did is I took my holy handicapper rankings. And I divided them up into uh, tiers, which I already had them that way. And I have them that way on my uh, website. If you go to my website, faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com, go to the blog tag. You can see my rankings. I have a top 150 in there. I also have uh, positional rankings uh, also in tiers. But what I did is I took my uh, top 150, and I didn't actually, the top 150, I did it as a um, more conventional league. Uh, with a four point for quarterbacks because most places use four points. I like the I like the six points. Uh, kind of gives a, a even footing to those quarterbacks that, that are pocket passers. Uh, kind of evens that scoring out a little bit. Uh, also, I'm doing a ten team league, not a twelve team league. Uh, I basically just like ten team leagues because, and I play mostly in ten team leagues because um, there if. By the end of the draft, there's nobody to pick up in a 12-team league. There's very few, there's very few good waiver pickups in a 10-team league. You got some decent waiver pickups, and you have a chance to still be able to uh, correct your team. And I guess that's where I came up with the idea of the MCRP, the Maintain, Correct, Rebuild possibilities uh, that we do every week uh, when the season starts. So anyhow, um, I've got the uh, I've got the tier. Now keeping that in mind. Uh, we also the, the scoring is is like I said, uh, quarterbacks four points, no extra bonus points for extra yards or anything. Just the typical twenty five yards a point. Uh, running backs six points for a touchdown. Also six points for running touchdown for uh, quarterbacks. Um, one point per reception. We're doing PPR. Um, so and we have kickers and we have defenses. And uh, when you do that, that also squeezes out a lot of players and gives you more players in your player pool when you have to have a kicker and you have to have a defense you're starting. So anyhow, with that in mind, uh, let's. So what I did is I I took I took the um, my top 150 and I ranked them. Uh, I put them in rounds. I put a little line under each round for every every 10 picks. So 10, 20, 30, so on. Uh, I put a round. Uh, I put uh, a line, and you could see the. Um, uh, players in that round. So in this, uh, in what we're going in this first round, um, what you're gonna see is that uh, I had some struggles right away. Uh, you know, one of the players I struggled with was Alvin Kamara. You know, where, where do you rank Alvin Kamara? Um, 
doesn't really have a starting quarterback still. It's almost the last game of the preseason. Uh, even if there is a starting quarterback, they'll probably bring uh, Taysom Hill or Taysom Hill will be on the field for these gadget plays and they'll bring, they'll bring uh, um, Winston in. So um, is Kamara going to get more, more work or is he going to get less work? I think probably with Hill, he'll get less work. Uh, and the more Hill's engaged, he'll get less. Uh, if if it's definitely Winston, and Winston's going to stay on the field, Kamara will get more. He was he was a tough one to to uh, to rank. Uh, also, uh, we got uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who um, really had a subpar year last year, and it was all about Dak. And uh, from what I hear about Dak, is that he's going to be struggling with this injury he has probably throughout this whole season. So I don't know if we're going to have the Dak of old. So, I, you know, does that mean we're not going to have the Zeke of old? Uh, I don't know. I think their offensive line's in a little better shape. But um, I was a little concerned about him. I don't think he's a slam dunk. Um, then I had De- uh, Derrick Henry. You know, where do you put Derrick Henry? So I have Kamara at, th- at three, Ezekiel at four, and uh, Henry at six. Um, so do you put Henry... Below Adams, above Adams. Um, how long can he continue this this um, tear he's on? I mean, basically, uh, he is just uh, running over people. And, and how long does that last? I remember Earl Campbell. He had a few really good seasons of that. And all of a sudden, he just dropped off a cliff. When is that going to happen to Henry? Uh, he might just be superhuman. I still like him this year. But I just had a hard time uh, knowing where to rank him. And I kind of uh, kept him at six. So that first round, I have McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Elliott, Adams, Henry, Hill, Kelsey, Jones, Dig, uh, Diggs. Um, that tier, actually, I have goes 14 players, that first tier I have. So if you're picking in the 2-1, uh, 2-2, 2-3, you're getting first-round value, in my opinion, still at those picks. So that's why it's not so bad to, to draft at those turns. Where you really, where it's really bad is when you get in the middle, or uh, at least at the top you get a good player. If you get that in that middle, uh, it's kind of a, of a no man's land. But um, so uh, there's 14 players in in, the, in that tier. In that tier, I have seven running backs, six wide receivers, and a tight end. So let's move on to uh, round two. In uh, round two, um, who I have in that uh, round two going would be uh, ranked in this. In this way, Hopkins, Jefferson, Eckler, Ridley, Brown, Metcalf, Nick Chubb, Mahomes, Waller, Harris. Uh, that's round two. And um, if you see that, that, that Hopkins, Jefferson, Eckler, and Ridley were still players I had in my first tier. But they fall into the second round because we're, we're doing uh, ten, 10 teams. And uh, the um, – so – that's 14 players in that tier. Um, in this in this round, I have three running backs going, uh, five wide receivers, one quarterback, one tight end. Uh, Mahomes has been going around somewhere around there. Sometimes he's going in the first round. Uh, the, the struggles I had in this was was Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is one of my first struggles I had. Where do you put him? Uh, he just doesn't stay healthy. Uh, doesn't seem big enough. Doesn't seem to be able to take on that that load. Uh, he could be uh, he could be one of those guys that uh, uh, could be a make or break guy. Uh, he could he could make your squad if you take him that early, or he could break your squad because you're counting him on on him as a, maybe a number one running back if you took a Devontae Adams or something in that first round. So he could be a, uh, our first make or break guy. Um, next one I struggle with was Calvin Ridley. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's not Calvin. Calvin Ridley is is actually one of my mom goggle guys. Um, I, I just liked him coming out of college, and I loved him going to um, going to Atlanta. I, I live here in Atlanta now, originally from Pittsburgh, but living in Atlanta now, and uh, get to watch a lot of Ridley. And I, I, I kept thinking, why don't they use him more? But it's hard to use him more when you have Julio Jones. When Julio Jones is healthy, he's superhuman. So. Um, now that uh, now that Jones is gone, I love Ridley, and um, I've always had mom goggles for him, and I'm so glad that uh, 
Uh, no one could talk me out of dropping him anymore. If anything, I'm, I I might have kept him down. I might have put him ahead of Hopkins maybe. But maybe even – no, not Jefferson. Well, maybe even Jefferson because I think he has a little better quarterback. But uh, my next uh, my next player is uh, A.J. Brown. I have a tough time ranking. Uh, great receiver, big guy. Um, just, again, he can't – doesn't seem he can stay healthy, and uh, I hate to make that a make or break thing, but it is tough to keep. It's tough for him staying healthy, and um, he also has a, uh, a you know they're a run first team, so really he's uh, he's he's second thought, and um, so we'll see how it goes this year. I think he might actually uh, have a little uh, more room to work now that uh, Julio Jones is there. He might get more touchdowns. I don't know how he's going to be with uh, PPR because I think uh, Jones is going to take some PPR away from him. But I think he may get some more touchdowns with Jones getting more looks. Uh, my next person is uh, that I struggles with is Nick Chubb. I'm just not a huge Nick Chubb fan. Uh, he's the old-style running back who uh, gets uh, a lot of yardage, uh, you know, and, and uh, can, can plow the ball over for first downs and, and touchdowns and, uh, but in this new NFL, uh, the the backs that really uh, make hay in those first two rounds are the ones that can catch the ball. Also, uh, you know he's got um, he's got Hunt there taking catches from him, and um, you know I, I don't like him. I kind of got uh, kind of got dad goggles for him. I only ranked him that high because I had him so low that I had to reassess where I was at with him. And uh, looked at a lot of the different rankings and, and moved them up to here. But I moved them up kind of begrudgingly uh, just because um, I had him so low. But uh, I'm not a huge Chubb fan. So I got dad goggles uh, for for Chubb. And I think that uh, uh, I think that he's not the greatest value there. Where I think Ridley's a good value. You got mom goggles for him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's tough to know where to rank him because... Really, he outscores everybody, uh, and and uh, you know why would why shouldn't he go in the first round? It's hard to not make the uh, argument of Mahomes should go in the first round. Uh, it comes down to more of knowing your league and knowing where people will go, when people will go, and and uh, uh, you take a quarterback early, it kind of sticks you. And some, especially with running back, it kind of sticks you. So you've got to uh, you got to play that uh, right. Um, next I have, um, Najee Harris. Uh, I, I, um, really like Najee Harris. I think that, uh, Najee is another one of my, uh, make or break guys. Uh, I think that, uh, if that offensive line can hold up and if Ben's arm doesn't fall off, um, he can, he can really make your team. I mean, you're getting him in the late, late second round. Um, some people are getting him in the third round. I have him ranked in the second round. So, um, you know, he's a make or break. You can, you can, uh, uh, lose your leg with him. You take him too early and, and things don't work out with the line and with Ben, but if it does, uh, that's good value. And you can get him, uh, uh, second, sometimes into the third round. Uh, in that round, we had uh, three running backs go five wide receivers, one quarterback, one tight end. Um, which brings us up to uh, nine running backs gone, 18, I'm sorry, eight wide receivers, one quarterback, and two tight ends. So I have Waller gone in that round. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, in that tier, I've got a much bigger tier. In my second tier, I have uh, 16 players. So to, to include those top 10, also in that tier, I have Mixon, Allen, Gibson, Taylor, Kittle, McLaren, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Saquon Barkley, Ellen Robinson, and Josh Allen, and that's kind of good because it brings me into the uh, brings me into that third uh, that third round. Uh, my second tier drops us into the third round. So when he's in that third round, there uh, those names that I just read off. Uh, my first. Uh, pos- Position struggle was, um, or projection struggle was, Josh or Joe Mixon. I drafted him a couple of times early when he came in, 
to the league, and I got burned by him. Uh, and I just have a bad taste for him. I, I, I uh, again, it's another guy that that I had lower, and uh, I because of some injuries, Taylor and Barkley, and and uh, I ended up moving him up a little higher than uh, I normally would. My next projection struggle was uh, as Jonathan Taylor. Uh, man, I, I love his talent. I think he finished a year well last year. Looked like he was going to be a rising star. Uh, but right now, uh, he really doesn't have a, a quarterback. And uh, his offensive line is banged up. Uh, his two best, best offensive linemen, uh, I think, are going to have some nagging injuries. Uh, I don't know how that's going to affect him. I don't know how... Um, his quarterback play is going to affect him this year. If they stack the box on him and only uh, uh, concentrate on a run, are they going to take him out of the game plan? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I had a tough time ranking. I moved him down. He's here in the third round. A lot of people are still taking him in the first and second round. Uh, I guess I have uh, dad goggles for him. Um, definitely, um, he needs to show me that, that he belongs back up there again. Uh, not uh, any not any fault of his own, but uh, his team's falling apart. I don't think he is the caliber of player that can put his team on his back. So I have him ranked down here at uh, 24. But he is also one of those players that made my make uh, or break your team list. Uh, if he hits and they play well and, and Carson comes back and he plays good and uh, the offensive line stays healthy, uh, he could be that guy that, that makes your makes your squad for you. Uh, this year or like I said he could be the guy that breaks your squad this year my next player is um, George Kittle I've got uh, dad goggles when it comes to George Kittle uh, and he was tough to tough to rank also because uh, I actually like Hawkinson better than I like him uh, he um, I, I have him ranked higher I switched them. I kept switching them back and forth, and I might switch them again. I don't know. Hawkinson has been dealing with a little bit of injury issues, so I um, moved him, back, Kittle, back ahead of him. But uh, I, I uh, at twenty five, uh, I think that uh, I think he's a little overvalued, in my opinion. Uh, he gets hurt too much, doesn't produce all that much, doesn't score many touchdowns. Uh, he is. He is. One of the guys I got dad goggles for and had a tough time ranking. Uh, next guy I had a tough time ranking is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Coming in uh, as a rookie, I thought he would uh, really do well, and uh, he'd be a feature uh, back in that system, and he'd catch a lot of balls, and uh, he's kind of been average. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I just had a, I have a tough time ranking. I just didn't know where to quite put him, um, especially when it came to him and – uh, guys that didn't like him, Mixon, Taylor, Barkley, all in that round, guys I don't love that much, and I just really struggle ranking these guys. Um, brings me to my next guy, uh, Saquon Barkley. Barkley, um, he he is a great talent when he's healthy. Uh, he's proven that, and uh, he's got a proven track record. Uh, will he ever be the same again? I don't know. Uh, I think people say he can, you know, uh, um, old man uh, Peterson would say he can. So, uh, I, you know, who's to say? Uh, I don't. Th I don't love him there. I have a really hard time ranking him. I have him ranked twenty eighth, uh, twenty eighth overall in the top one hundred and fifty um, in a twelve team league. He'd be in the third round. Uh, most places he's going in the first or second round. I don't like him there. But again. Uh, he's one of these and, and, uh, you know, I got my dad goggles on with him. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see, uh, what everyone else is seeing. I think he's overvalued a bit. Uh, and also he's, but also he did make my make and break list. Also, he can make your squad, uh, a champion this year, or he could totally kill your squad. If you take him in the first or second round, like he's going, um, in so at this point in three rounds we got uh, we've got fourteen uh, running backs, eleven wide receivers, two quarterbacks, and three tight ends. So um, moving on to tier three. In tier three, I have fourteen players. That's not round three. Tier three, I have fourteen players. Players are Montgomery, Carson, Lamb, Murray, Gaskins, 
Wood, Good, uh, Godwin, Cooper, Robinson, Swift, uh, Evans, Jones, Wilson, and uh, Abair. So, uh, you know, at this point, in, at this point in the tiers, in these three tiers, uh, in the first three tiers, they have 19 running backs, 17 wide receivers, five quarterbacks, and three tight ends. Uh, in this, um, and that's a total. Uh, sorry, that would be the total for, for the first three rounds. In this tier, I have uh, five running backs, six wide receivers, three quarterbacks. Uh, in this round only, though, in the 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 ten players in this round, in, in round four, I have uh, it would be five running backs in this round, four wide receivers, one quarterback, uh, and that brings up us up to nineteen. Running backs, 15 uh, wide receivers, three quarterbacks, three tight ends. Uh, it's kind of even. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought it would be more running back heavy. Uh, that's just the way I have it ranked. It usually is more running back heavy. Uh, a few dra- most drafts I've in this year, they have uh, gone running back heavy at the, at the front end. One that I didn't expect it to the one I expected it to be heavy running back went very heavy wide receiver. So go figure. But uh, the way I have them ranked, I have them ranked pretty even. I just wish people would would draft the way I rank. That way, it'd make more sense, and there'd be more value on, in each round. But anyhow, uh, that is what it is. You don't play to make it easy for everyone else. You play uh, to to win for yourself. So, um, in this round here, um, my uh, make or break player in this round is uh, David Montgomery. Montgomery played pretty well last year and uh, showed he can catch the ball. If he can improve on that, he can uh, he could definitely make your squad uh, uh, do you know really do well for you and and uh, take you to a championship possibly. Um, problem is uh, if he doesn't, if you go zero RB and uh, draft a couple wide receivers and maybe a tight end or a wide receiver, tight end, quarterback in those first three rounds. And you take him as your fourth round running back, he can kill your squad because if he doesn't play well, uh, you need a, a top notch uh, um, running back as your number one. And uh, if he doesn't live up to it, uh, you, you're, you're going to be chasing running back points all year. Uh, next person I have is uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, he's tough to rank for me because I really like Amari Cooper. But, you know, uh, I, I kind of got dad goggles on him. A lot of people have him ranked a lot higher. I have him gone here in the fourth round, pick number 33 overall. Um, some people have him gone up, you know, in front of McLaren now and and uh, uh, Robinson, and uh, I, I can't do that. Um, and and I'm even skeptical we'll put him there. I just kind of got talked into it. All the different podcasts I listened to uh, got me talked into bringing him even up as high as I did. Um. <clears throat> And this, we also got Miles uh, um, Gaskin. He's one of my mom goggle guys. I had him last year. He saved my season. He saved the bacon, got me in the playoffs. Didn't win, but uh, I had some injuries last year. I had some squads that, that you know, Mixon and, and uh, uh, McCaffrey and and uh, some folks that, that just uh, let you down as usual. And uh, Well, not McCaffrey, but uh, – um, yeah, and, and, uh, he, he saved the bacon for me last year. So I got mom goggles when it comes to him. I really like his talent. I really thought from the beginning talent was going to work out last week. People were saying, well, Malcolm Brown is starting ahead of him and, and he's playing better ball. And, and, uh, then all of a sudden in this, in this week's, um, preseason game, he, you know, showed what he can do. And, uh, he, I, I wouldn't worry about him. I think he's going to do well as long as they feed him the ball. Um, and I have him ranked probably higher than a lot of folks do. And I had I, I hadn't moved him. I didn't move him down when Henderson or when um, Brown had his decent game. Uh, next guy is DeAndre Swift in this. Uh, he's number forty in this round four, uh, last part last round. Uh, I got Dad Goggles for him. I, I I'm really skeptical of him. Uh, he reminds me of an Austin Eckler type back, DeAndre Swift that really hasn't shown that he can do it yet. And uh, I don't think I, I don't even know if. I, I wouldn't take him as as my number one back. I would really be hesitant about that. Um, even as a number two back, I make sure I get a, a decent number three. So round five takes us into you know part of round of tier three and tier four. So I'll just do the round first, and then we'll go, go to who's in this tier. Uh, 
in, in this round, uh, I have uh, two running backs, five wide receivers, two quarterbacks, a tight end. So I have uh, Evans, Jones, uh, Wilson, Bear, Davis, Hawkinson, Moore, Ayuk, Dobbins, and Cooper Cup. So, um, yeah, you know, my struggles here in projections was is uh, first Mike Evans. I love him. I love big receivers. Always did love the big, tall receivers uh, that can catch and and uh, go contest for the ball. Uh, and uh, Brady's always liked people like that. I, I liked him last year. Uh, I was on him uh, as one of the better touchdown guys for Brady last year when people thought I was crazy, and uh, it worked out pretty well. Uh, so I have some some mom goggles for him, but uh, I still have a hard time ranking him because he's one of three guys that are going to get the ball there. Um, also, I have here Julio Jones, who I love. Uh, the guy is is really he's like a, he's like a, a robotron. He he is just so big, so fast, uh, uh, so strong that that his body just can't keep up with the impact that he can uh, that he takes every time he gets that ball and runs and, and gets hurt so much. So he's hard to rank. I really liked him, but uh, uh, he's already injured. Uh, he's been battling injuries his last couple of years. Always has kind of battled injuries because of his because of his uh, size and his speed. And, and uh, the impacts that he takes. Um, so I kind of struggle with him too. Uh, but uh, I really like him as a receiver. Um, uh, next one that I had some problems with ranking was, was I already talked about was Hawkinson. Uh, I, I like him. Actually, I keep flipping him between this round and where, um, and where Kittle is in the, in the, third round so you know between fifth and third round i keep swapping him back and forth it's kind of weird but um uh he's he's playing injured already and and uh uh he was one of my guys i was on this year that i thought was going to make a difference and and uh but uh he is not uh, uh he's been not playing and and uh, already injured in this round also i have uh, jk dobbins I am not a fan of his. I've got dad goggles for him. I got him down here at, at number 49 overall. A lot of people got him going in the second or third round. Um, uh, I don't see it. Uh, you know, I think he's overvalued. Uh, I, I I had a hard time even keeping him here. Uh, I was going to lower him a little more. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But um, he also, though, is one of those uh, make-or-break players for your squad. Uh, you know, if you get him, if you do happen to get him down here, if you get him in the fifth round in a 10 team draft, uh, he could, he could win a championship for you. But if you get him too early, if you get him in that second or third round, he can lose the championship for you. So you've got to figure out where you're going to value him and, uh, um, see what you think about him. So through five rounds in a 10 team league, uh, that gives you, uh, 21 running backs, 20 wide receivers, five quarterbacks, four tight ends. Wish it would kind of work out that way. I don't think it ever does work out that way. Uh, people would just follow my rankings. It would. Well, we've gotten into the fourth tier uh, in that in that fifth round. So I'm going to repeat some names here. In this fourth tier, I have Mike Davis uh, at 45 and Hawkinson, Moore, Ayuk, Dobbins, Cup, Johnson, Lockett, Andrews, Rogers, Henderson, Miles Sanders, Dat Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, and Adam Thielen. Uh, that takes us from 45 to 60 overall. So in round, in, in round six, um, what we have in round six, we start off with, uh, uh, Johnson Lockett, Andrews Rogers Henderson, Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott, Jackson, Jacobs, Thielen. Okay, that's round six. So um, that is three running backs, three wide receivers, three quarterbacks, one tight end this round. Uh, Ranking-wise, I had a tough time projecting uh, Deontay Johnson, not because he's not talented, because they have three receivers there, plus uh, a brand-new rookie tight end, plus Eric Ebron, uh, plus a running back now who can catch passes. So I, I don't know how to rank him. I have him ranked as the highest Steeler uh, wide receiver right now. I go back and forth. 
uh, between actually all three of them. So uh, I guess whoever you get latest is probably your best value. Uh, whoever you get earliest is probably your worst value. So I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I put him at the top of the um, – I just think he's a better route runner. seems to create more separation. So I put him at the top of the free Steelers wide receivers. Um, he is a guy – uh, I have him listed as a make and break, but I really don't think he's a make and break player. I, I you know, because he really has got too much competition to be that. Um, so uh, my next player is Mark Andrews. Uh, he's going um, either four or uh, five in uh, tight end rankings overall. Um, he's just tough to project just because they don't throw the ball enough. I mean, he, he gets a lot of touchdowns. A lot better for a standard league, but in a PPR league, you know, he does get some yardage. He does get some catches. He does get touchdowns, but he doesn't get as much as the other guys do. So that's what drops him down here. Uh, if he got a quarterback that would throw to him more, uh, Lamar has definitely got eyes for him, but uh, he just doesn't throw the ball enough, and he tucks it down and runs too much. If he'd tuck it down and run half as much and dump some of those off to Andrews, uh, it would make all of us fantasy players. Uh, Fantasy managers, happy campers. Um, next guy I have is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't have I, I don't have him real hard to rank, but I think that uh, he can make or break your squad. Um, I, I'm looking at a team where I took him kind of early in a, in a in a six point uh, for touchdown league, and um, it's you know heavy penalties for uh, interceptions and interceptions for touchdowns and, and uh, turnovers. And so uh, I've had him ranked pretty high and I took him pretty high in that. I think I took him the fourth overall quarterback. Uh, and um, looking at that, I'm thinking, mm, boy, uh, boy, if that's Aaron Rodgers from two years ago, I, I probably uh, am not going to win the championship this year. Uh, if it's Aaron Rodgers last year, I could very well win the championship this year because I did get him later. You know, I took him uh, as the fourth quarterback. I got him late. I got him in like the seventh or eighth round, something like that. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, you know, he is a guy that could could make or break your squad. Um, I didn't put Dak Prescott in there. Uh, I've been having a hard time for him ranking him just because um, he's been injured. Uh, you know, he was injured last year and he came back and then he, now he's injured his shoulder or something crazy besides the injury that put him out last year, uh, the, the, the leg. And, and, uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about him. Uh, you know, he went, he fell really in this last two drafts I did. He fell pretty far. Um, I guess other people are worried also. Uh, I'm a bit worried about him. Uh, I don't know where to rank him right now. Um, you know, uh, I have him right now ranked be, before uh, ahead of Lamar Jackson under Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but uh, brings me to Lamar Jackson. You probably said, Lamar Jackson, what's he doing way down there? I, I have him. I'm not a huge Lamar Jackson fan. And uh, if, if it's a, a four-point touchdown league, I guess he ranks a little bit higher. Uh, I, and and uh, six-point touchdown leagues, I have him ranked even lower than this. Uh he doesn't throw well, and um, he can't keep running forever. Uh, I, I'm just a, a bit concerned that that um, the magic's going to wear off uh, what he can do uh, with his legs, and um, he's going to have to depend on his arm, and I don't know if he can do that. So uh, I, have, I have a real tough time ranking him. So overall right now through, uh, through six rounds, uh, we have 24 running backs in my rankings, 23 wide receivers, eight, uh, eight quarterbacks, five tight ends. Um, so it moves us on to uh, Tier 5 and Round 7. In Tier 5, I have uh, 18 players, actually. So in this tier, I have Pitts, Claypool, Galladay, Mosert, Gordon, Edmonds, Juju Smith-Schuster, Shark, um, Harris, Higgins, Beckham, Judy, Anderson, Tannehill, Chase, Debo Samuels, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, but in this seventh round, I have uh, four running backs going, five wide receivers, one tight end. Again, pretty even again. Um, 
overall, looking at the seventh round, overall I've got pretty even. 28 running backs, 28 wide receivers, 8 quarterbacks, 6 tight ends. Um, people I had a tough time projecting was uh, is Kyle Pitts. Uh, everyone's projecting him like he's going to break the record for tight ends, and he just might. I don't know. Uh, he does have a 33-year-old quarterback who lost his – uh, his favorite target is comfort blanket. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how Ryan's going to play this year uh, when age is going to start catching up to him. Um, I, I just don't think Pitts has all the pieces together in the puzzle to to be the, the best tight end that's ever come out of college um, and and have a year where he's uh, really having the being ranked uh, or taken where he should be. Um, Dad goggles, I definitely have dad goggles for him. Uh, I, I I think he's overvalued. Um, anyhow, uh, enough about Pitts. So my next one I have a tough time is uh, Kenny Galladay. I like Kenny Galladay. Again, I told you I like those big, tall receivers. He's a big, tall receiver. And uh, contest, he can contest some balls. But, uh, man, uh, Daniel Jones uh, has a hard time getting the ball uh, to folks and, and – uh, that offensive line is is a little bit shaky, and um, uh, he's already battling injuries. You know the uh, leg injuries again. He's got a hamstring going. Uh, he's been notoriously has these uh, has these tissue injuries, and uh, I'm concerned about him already. You know I had him in a couple teams I drafted early, which I don't like doing, and I'm kind of regretting it now because he's already injured. Um, Next one I have is uh, Raheem Mostert. I have mom goggles for him, I guess. Uh, I don't know why. I just like watching him when I see him play. I get excited uh, because he plays well when he plays. The problem is he doesn't play much uh, because he always gets hurt. Um, man, if he could stay healthy a season, he definitely could be a, a league a winner for you. At this point, I don't think he could be a loser for you because you're getting him down here in the seventh round. Uh, that's that's you know he could be a, a league winner. Uh, he's not going to lose you a league down there, but he could definitely win you a league down there. Uh, no one else in that in that uh, round. I think it's is worth touching on. Uh, so moving on to the um, moving on to the eighth round, um, I have Beckham, Judy, Anderson, Tannehill, Chase, uh, Debo, Samuel, Cooks, and Jalen Hurts. So that's uh, zero RBs, six wide receivers, three quarterbacks, one tight end. Now here's where we start, you know, picking up the wide receivers over the over the running backs. This is where the wide receivers start going up, uh, and that's why a lot of people take the running backs early because there's a lot of value here. At the, and you know, from this uh, number seventy, uh, from this number seventy, actually from about number sixty on, there's a lot of good wide receiver value you can pick up. So if you can get your running backs early. And get some of these guys, uh, it's not too bad. So you can see why uh, um, a lot of people go running back heavy at the top of their li- at the top of their drafts because there's always value in in these later rounds. Uh, so let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this round. So start out with uh, first one. I have a tough time, uh, and I think everyone's having a tough time projecting is Jamar Chase. We know his talent. Um, we know he had some problems with some drops in college. Uh, but it almost seems like he's scared out there. I don't know if it's because it's the preseason. He doesn't want to get hurt. Uh, I don't know, but it almost seems like he's like hesitant and doesn't want to get hit. Uh, that can't go on into the season. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's just, uh, he's just trying to protect himself and, and make himself, um, available during the season. But I hope he's not picking up bad habits. Sometimes you don't know these things when you're doing them and all of a sudden it becomes a habit. And, uh, you know, you start shying away. If you start shying away from balls and, and, uh, you can't do that in, in the pros. When it's near you, you gotta catch it. So I'm, I have a real tough time ranking him. I still have him up fairly high. I still have him going in this, uh, in, in this eighth round. Um, you know, I, I, if he plays up to his potential, he could be a, a good receiver for your squad. Uh, next guy I have is Brandon Cooks. I like his talent. Again, it's a guy that gets hurt a lot, but when he's on the field, he can he he does well. The problem is he has no quarterback, um, so I don't know where to rank him or how to rank him. Um, 
it's it's tough to uh, figure out what what to do with him. You like his talent, you don't like his situation very much. So uh, he landed up here for me. Next, I have uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I was sad to see how things worked out for him in college. Uh, it was good for Tua, wasn't great for him. But actually, Tua uh, Hurt is more one of these. Hurts is more one of these guys that could come into the league and, and do well in the beginning in, in these four touchdown uh, leagues like we're talking about here, four points for a touchdown league for uh, passing. Um, he uh, He's going to do some things with his legs. Uh, reminds me of a big uh, Randall Cunningham or uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, Lamora Jackson, you know, someone who can uh, do a lot of different things. So, uh, but, you know, I just don't know where to rank him because I don't know, you know, he he might be a better thrower than both of those guys, so um, but I don't love the talent around him. Um, so we we'll have to see how that goes for him. But uh, I think he's going to be in uh, you know next few years is going to be a uh, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, moving uh, so that that takes us overall total to uh, twenty eight running backs. 34 wide receivers, uh, 11 quarterbacks, and seven tight ends through eight rounds. So uh, we move into tier six uh, and then round uh, nine. Now, tier six, you have a um, a couple guys in the ninth round that are still in tier six, and that's uh, Fant and uh, Stafford. So let's get this tier. This tier is um, Noah Fant. Matthew Stafford, uh, Chenault, Fuller, Gazeki, Davis, Jones, Thomas, Boyd, Logan Thomas. The other Thomas was, um, oh, I'm sorry, it was, it was Logan Thomas and uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, the other Thomas was Michael Thomas. Sorry about that. And Curtis Samuel and Jarvis Landry is in that tier. And then this round nine, uh, you just don't have uh, Fant and Stafford in there. So, um the, the two people I have a tough time ranking, uh, projecting this round is uh, Ronald Jones. I, I think he's a good running back. I like him. I've always liked Ronald Jones. He just has gotten a bum deal there in Tampa, and uh, they have too many backs. And uh, um, he, they just, you know, um, they just uh, use too many backs, and it doesn't. Uh, they take him out in situations and don't throw him the ball and. Uh, in standard leagues, uh, I love Ronald Jones. In PPR leagues, not so much. I really have a tough time because I like his talent as a runner, but uh, he just doesn't do much in the passing game. And uh, when he makes a mistake, he they like pulling him and and uh, you know they punish him. So I don't like that. And then I have Michael Thomas in here, and uh, some people scratch their heads and say Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, I got Michael Thomas, eighty six overall. Um, I've got him in the last couple drafts I did. Uh, this third, this other draft uh, I did uh, one before that I didn't get him. Someone get, took him earlier than I had him ranked. So he's slowly creeping up in the rankings. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, I think it's because uh, Winston looks so good uh, throwing deep balls. So uh, if he gets healthy, he could be a league winner. This is a guy that could be a league winner for you. Uh, he also could mess your squad up because. If you're taking him as your third receiver, um, uh, or maybe a fourth receiver here in round nine, uh, yeah, I guess really you can't hurt your your squad unless you really need a, a backup, you know, in case someone gets hurt in, in your first three receivers. Um, so at this point, twenty nine running backs, forty one wide receivers, eleven quarterbacks, nine tight ends. Uh, moving on to tier seven. Tier seven has Javante Williams, Brady, Singletary, Carter, uh, Matt Ryan, Philip Lindsay, Pittman, Hunt, Connor, Sermon, Antonio Brown, and Michael Gallup. Uh, in this round, I have uh, seven running backs, one wide receiver, uh, two quarterbacks. Um, so the people I have a tough time. Uh, projecting here players is Devin Singletary. Uh, I like Devin Singletary, especially in PPR leagues. I think he could be a PPR monster. I think he's a guy that could really, um, that can really, um, 
do something for your squad. I mean, really, really help you out and get you to the playoffs. Um, but he splits time with, with uh, Moss, and uh, really Moss is the primary back there. Uh, and Singletary hasn't proven to stay healthy, so I think that's why they limit his touches. If they wouldn't, wouldn't limit his touches, I think he could uh, he would be a back that could really help you out. Uh, so I'd like to rank him higher, uh, but I have a tough time doing that. I can't rank him any lower, so I kind of stuck him right there. Uh, he's in with running backs like Hunt, Lindsey, um, Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, James Conner. I got him kind of in that tier there. Uh, so at this point, we have 36 running backs, 42 wide receivers, 13 quarterbacks, and nine tight ends. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you can see where, you know, we're now the running backs, we're, we're going heavy on wide receivers. Now we're starting to fill in some of these running backs that, you know, that you just wonder if, if they can be fill-ins and you, you start getting some of these guys from round seven on. Uh, the the Michael Carters and Devlin Singletary's and Philip Lindsay's and the Hunts and the Connors and the Trey Sermons and the Javante Williams. You know, the, uh, yes, that's where I think these guys should go. I think they're going a little earlier, uh, but I think this is where they should go. Um, moving on to round 11, uh, we have uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Gallup, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tunyon, Mike Williams, Kenyon Drake. Um, Michael Gallup, I have a tough time ranking because he has monster games. He'll have, he'll have three games that, that, uh, he is the number one wide receiver for the week. Then he just disappears. But his bottom line season stats always look good because he has those three monster games. Uh, and it's hard to predict when it is. Uh, inevitably, you start him. When, uh, when he has a dud and you get irritated and you sit him when he has a monster game, he's just a, uh, a, a frustration and, um, it's hard to know when to, so it's hard to know where to rank him. Uh, if he can put consistent games together, he'd be ranked a lot higher than this, but, uh, I don't know. And, um, and you, again, you get possible health problems with Dak all year. Uh, the other one is David Johnson. Boy, he's fallen from grace. Uh, he's fallen way down. Uh, he is, um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know where I, I moved him down to 103. I had him up in the, in the forties at one point early in the season. Uh, he just, um, is in a bad situation there. Crowded backfield, no quarterback. Um, yeah, just not much more to say. Courtland Sutton's another one. I like his talent. Uh, coming off an injury, I don't know, hasn't played much. Uh, again, not a great quarterback t- situation. They, they've named Bridgewater the starter, which I guess isn't bad, but he's really conservative. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't ever know where to rank him. I think he's a better talent than where I have him ranked at, but um, you got to go with the situation also, not just the talent. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I've got mom goggles for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um Anyone that's as smart as he is and, and plays football and can sport that great beard, uh, you, 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 you gotta love him. Um, he's a guy in a six point touchdown league that could make or break your, your, your team for you. If you get him earlier, he can, uh, you know, kill you if he does, if he gets benched like he does, like he has a tendency to do every year. Uh, if he doesn't, he could, he could win a, a league for you. Um, he also could lose it for you, take him too early, and uh, he could lose a league for you. So, uh, yeah, down here is about where he belongs, uh, maybe in six-point touch, touchdown leagues, um, go up a little bit higher. Um, uh, another guy got ranked as a make-or-break guy in, in this uh, 11th round is Mike Williams. Well, he's got talent, and uh, Keenan Allen um, is there, yes, and he's going to get his. Uh, but they rave about him every every uh, um, training camp. They rave about Mike Williams and his talent. They got to give him the ball more, and uh, uh, I just like to see it happen. Uh, and I like to see him stay healthy. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, he's a guy way down here 
that definitely could make your team for you. I mean, he could end up being a, a second receiver for you, a third receiver for you way down here in the 11th round. Uh, that would be fantastic. Um, moving on to uh, – so I didn't get into this Tier 8. So we went into the um, uh, Tier 8 with a, with that round 11. So the Tier 8 guys are David Johnson, Fournette, Sutton Smith, Fitzpatrick, Tunyon, Mike Williams, Kenyon Drake, Sterling Shepard, A.J. Dillon, Jalen Waddle, Nelson Aguilar, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, so, um, going into round, going back to, to round 12 now, my first guy that I have tough time projecting is Sterling Shepard. Love Sterling Shepard. Uh, he might end up being the, the most targeted and have the most receptions on that team this year. Uh, Galladay, I don't know. He just can't seem to stay healthy. And, uh, uh, Shepard is just that steady Eddie. You can depend on him. He'll be open. Is how to get open is how to sit. Uh, in openings and and that's uh, how to create separation. Um, I don't know. I have mom, mom goggles for him. I seem to somehow I seem to have him every year on one of my squads uh, or a number of my squads, and and he never disappoints me. Um, moving on, uh, next guy is Nelson Aguilar. Good year last year. Finally played up to some of his potential. Um, helped me out a lot last year. Uh, so I, I look at him through more of a mum goggle lens, uh, but you know, look at his situation. You know, um, maybe maybe not so great if Cam's playing. Um, maybe a little better if uh, if we get um, Mac Jones in there. Uh, we'll see. Keep an eye on him because uh, he could. If Mac Jones gets in there, he could be someone that could uh, really help you out. Uh, so up to this point in round. 11 up to up through I'm sorry round 12 we have um, 42 running backs 51 wide receivers 15 quarterbacks and 11 tight ends uh, after this round uh, really going into this round this this round is not even worth going any further because in this round um, well let me go in this round I have uh, round 13 I have um, Trevor Lawrence is hard to ra- uh, rank he's not playing real well right now and um not sure what's going on. Uh, we should take the, the leash off him. I don't know if he's having a tough time with the with the program. Shouldn't because he came from pro system. Uh, he's not playing real well like right now. I like him too because he's part of our God Squad. He's one of my new additions. Check out the God Squad. I'll be adding a player a week when the season starts to the God Squad. These are people who have a personal testimony for Christ. They play football as their uh, occupation, but their vocation is Jesus Christ and spreading the good news of Jesus. Um, so I have a tough time ranking him. Um, and uh, the other guy is, is Traquan Smith. Uh, he should be, with his size, speed, he should be uh, uh, a lot better than he is. I'm not sure what's going on and why he isn't. I know this year he's been hurt. Uh, and and uh, Marquez Callaway came in and had a really good game. And a lot of people were dropping him to pick up Callaway. I think that's an overreaction. I would wait out the Traquan Smith thing, see what happens when the season starts, see if Callaway can continue to do this. Not like Callaway's a rookie. He's been there before uh, and hasn't done anything to this point. I think Callaway's good and he's a talent, but I think he doesn't quite have the talent that Smith has if they would just use him. So he's a guy that, that could make your team. I mean, he could really do uh, way down here in the 13th round. Uh, with Smith out probably till at least October, he could really uh, help you out. Um, and uh, here, you know, we're starting to get defenses already. And, um, yeah, uh, so uh, up to this point at round 13, you got 44 running backs, 52 wide receivers, 17 quarterbacks, 14 tight ends at three DSTs. You notice the running backs are starting to catch up again. In round six, we noticed how the wide receivers were starting to to to, to uh, go way ahead of the running backs as far as who's being taken per round. Uh, now it's kind of starting to balance out because as you get later in the draft, you start getting into these guys you're taking shots on, like I said, in that last round and round before. Uh, the running backs start equaling out as far as how many have how many get drafted. Uh, in this 14th round, uh, I only have two more positional players, and that's Ben Roethlisberger who uh, looked great this last week. I guess it was great that he kind of underthrew Deontay Johnson, which he wouldn't have did three, done three, four years ago. 
uh, on that catch that he made. It would have probably been a touchdown three or four years ago. Uh, but uh, he ballooned it and still caught it. But uh, he looks much better than he did last year. But it's early, so his arm might fall off like it did last year. I don't know. But I like him way down here as, as kind of a last couple round guy, you know, round 14 guy, round 15 guy. And then Evan, Evan Ingram. I like his talent. And I probably got mom goggles for him because I liked him since he came in. I think I drafted him probably his first three years in the league uh, and and uh, was he was always my sleeper. And uh, he's still sleeping, unfortunately. But he has talent. Uh, and he's big. If they just get him the ball, I think he can do something. But way down there, he's worth a shot if you waited a long time and uh, for tight end and need to grab someone in that last round or two. So our position total players overall are 44 running backs, 52 <clears throat> wide receivers, 19 quarterbacks, 15 tight ends, and, of course, 10 defense special teams, 10 kickers. Uh, which aren't positional players. So that brings us to a total of uh, 150. So that's the Holy Handicapper 2021 Top 150 uh, PPR. If we have some pertinent news during this time leading up to the start of the NFL season, uh, we may have a, a bonus podcast, but we'll put out a Thursday podcast for the next two draft weekends with some helpful draft prep nuggets. Uh, moving forward after the draft season ends, and, it's, and the regular season starts, um, I'm not sure what to expect. I'm thinking probably uh, what I'd like to do is uh, a podcast before waivers Wednesday to alert uh, of injuries and ways to help maintain, correct, or rebuild your teams. Or as I like to call it, the Holy Handicapper MCRP. Um, and possible breaking news updates uh, late week if necessary. Remember to visit our website, faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com for some current information. Uh, And the Holy Handicapper rankings can be found on that website in the blog tag. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Holy Handicapper, H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. Send us your questions and comments. Follow us on Facebook at Faith Family Fantasy Football. Please give us a, a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you uh, like what you hear, subscribe so we know you're out there. For those uh, not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message or text me at 770-744-4075. My email is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. I am still looking into posting podcast questions somewhere. I'd like to do it on our website, but um, I am not the greatest website builder. So I'm trying to figure this all out, uh, where to put these at. So we'll see. Uh, and I would like uh, for you to be able to ask your questions, and um, um, I can hopefully get you some answers. Well, that will be a wrap. Uh, it's been a blessing, and it's been a privilege to spend this time with you. Keep loving your Lord Jesus Christ. Keep loving your family, and keep playing fantasy football. God bless you, and remember... One cross plus three nails equals four given. Thank you, Jesus.